Good morning to the message time here at the Marysville 3CU Church. So we start our message today. The first question I want to ask you is what moves you? What moves you? What makes you feel compassion? Is it a sad movie? Is it um, something happens nearby? Maybe the na- neighbor's house catch on fire? that move you, that would that make you be moved with compassion? I know if you find or hear about abused children or an abused spouse or that makes you, you care, makes you concerned. You see something happens to a puppy or someone's dog or something, maybe that makes you care and you have compassion. What moved Jesus? What moved Jesus? Let's turn in the Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, we're going to look at verses 36 and 38. Matthew, Matthew chapter 9, 36 and 30, through 38. But when he saw the multitudes, now he here is Jesus, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Father God, I pray that you would just bless the reading of your word. We pray that you would bless this message. May we receive it, dear Lord, and take action upon it. And may it um, be part of our, uh, our process of thinking, our process of approaching life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you see weary and scattered people? We preached this message, not this message, but this scripture before, and we looked at it in a different, slightly different way. But do you see people making bad choices today? Uh, probably. Probably. And then do you see the impact it has maybe on their children or impact it has on themselves and does that make you feel moved with compassion or cause you to have concern and here Christ was moved with compassion and his direction to the disciples was pray for workers into the into the harvest Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Laborers into his harvest. Because people need God. We see people that need God. We talk about people that need God. And people need help. They need direction. You know, we look at people and we talk about... um, some of them are entitled, some phrases like that happened, or that they're confused, or they lack any common sense, and we talk about them, but do we have any compassion for them? Even pray that people would come into the harvest, or pray that people would come to church, and you know, we think about church, and a church needs people to pray for it. A per- church needs financial support. Church needs people to attend. 
Church needs a board to make decisions, but we still need people to do the work. But it makes, me, uh, it makes us think a little bit, and we can kind of sideline just a little bit. It's kind of related. Um, let me give an illustration that kind of gets thinking along this way. Should a student expect a good grade in a class that they don't do their homework? Or should they expect to do well on the test if they don't do their homework to practice, especially if it's the math problems? Should they expect it? You ever been on a, a team in a sport or something and expect it to, to do well if not everyone practiced or came to practice? You go to the big game and half the team didn't even show up for practice. They're there for the game and they want the trophy, but they didn't want to put the time in. Do they expect to even win? When that happens, maybe it's not sports, maybe it's in the workplace, and now everyone's carrying their weight and doing what they could do, and you're, you think, just, just think what it would be if everybody was participating in it. I think some people come to church expecting something from church, but did they put anything into it? Maybe they feel like they're entitled to a good service. Did they pray for the service? Did they prepare for the service? Then what do you expect out of the service? You just expect that the pastor brings the message and the Holy Spirit speaks to you or that it just checks off a box or you expect to have good music. But what do you do into it? Do you Support the church financially. You can go back to the website, and I preached a sermon about robbing God. When you don't pay your tithe, and those aren't my terms, those are the Bible talks about. Do you rob God by not giving me your tithes and your offerings? Because it does cost money to, to buy the, the music or to bring in material or to have activities or to keep the lights on to do those kinds of things. But, you know, some people just want to come and get what they get. You know, you have to pay money to send out invites to get other people there to buy material, to fix the piano, to send out information to draw the lost to Christ. You know, we complain about society, and the one thing that could help them is Jesus. The one thing that could help them to be in church, to learn about how to treat other people and, and uh, how to have a family and how to have a good marriage. But, you know, we don't have time for that. We maybe don't have time for, for those things going on. Somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else will do it. And, you know, people are busy. But maybe, maybe at least you have time to pray. Maybe to follow this direction, this example, that Jesus asked the disciples to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send workers in. Maybe you have at least time for that. But I know you're busy. We have those kinds of things, but 
You might not have time for ministry, but do you have time to pray? Do you have time to pray? Now, have you ever looked at the screen time on your phone? And consider how much time you spend on your phone. And I'm curious how much time you spend in prayer. I'm not asking a lot. But if you were to look at your, your uh, cell phone right now and bring up the clock, how much time would it cost you? I bet you can look on your watch. Well, you might not have a watch. Some of you might have an Apple watch. I've got one that has a second hand. It's not an Apple watch, but I'll just time it for you. Or maybe you want to time along. You ready? What if each day you just took a little bit of time? How long would it time to pray this prayer? Dear Jesus, help the church. I don't think I got to five seconds. I don't know that I got to five seconds. So how much time do you spend praying for the church? I think if you look at your... Think about how much time you spend reading a Facebook post or Instagram or moving those things around. You think maybe you could take five seconds away from that. Would, it, would Instagram or Facebook suffer? If you took five seconds from that and say, Dear Jesus, help the church. Well, let's see if we can go for ten seconds. How long would it take to say, Dear Jesus, help the church and send workers? I didn't make ten seconds. Probably seven seconds a day to pray for the church and, dear Jesus, send workers. Maybe if you took 15 seconds, you could pray for the lost around you. How much time do you spend in prayer? And maybe you're afraid to pray for the workers because God might ask you to be one. But you should be praying for your church. You should be praying for workers. And I would appreciate your prayers, too, as your pastor. You pray for the service? Expecting God to move? Or you just show up and feel that you're entitled that God would move? You know, maybe you don't have time. You know, if I have you, if you, I mean, I almost dare you to get your phone out and, and track I'm going to read the scripture passage and I want you to see how long it took. I'm going to wait till my second hand gets to where I need. And, uh, you know, like the old-fashioned way. And we're to see. I'm going to read the scripture here. Get, get ready here. All right, now. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest... Truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to sound out laborers into his harvest. All right, how long? I think that was 15 seconds. That took 15 seconds to read, maybe 20. I got a correction. Somebody was helping me. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. You think you could trim 20 seconds off of your Facebook time and off your Instagram time and off the gameplay time to read three verses of Scripture. What if you took another ten seconds to pray for the church and to pray for uh, workers and to pray for the lost? Maybe fifteen seconds. 
Add that all up a minute. How much would that cost you on your screen time on your phone? That's something I think that we could afford. But can we, in our busy life and in our busy complaining about others, turn that complaining and the time it takes to make that post and flip it around and maybe spend a fraction of the time praying for the lost or praying for the church or praying for workers? Or reading your Bible as God tells us in Scripture to study His Word. Three verses. I don't know where to read and what to read. Well, there's programs and things out there. You can check it. But I think it would be good if you even just flipped it open and read something. 20 seconds. 30 seconds. Maybe give God a minute a day. Do you have time for that? I mean, do you have that particular game you play all the time? It can be a challenge, I know. I struggle with these same kinds of issues. But maybe, maybe a minute. Maybe you could take a few seconds and pray about your marriage or pray for your spouse and the things that they're going through. Maybe that would help you gain that compassion. And we pray for others in the plight that they're in that we see maybe we would have compassion. When we see people... Truly in distress, do we pray for them or just complain about them? Pray. Read your Bible. Support. You know, if we gave as much time in our Bible in prayer or church attendance or church ministry, as we do to Facebook and Instagram. And I challenge you, when you get home today, to look at your phones and you look at the screen time because you have it on there and you can look down there and you can say, what percentage of time, how many minutes did I spend this week on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on, on. And then think about how much time did I spend with God. Through the week, through the week, I don't think you eat once a week. I think you eat every day, and you eat multiple times a day. But yet we want to go without God for days on end. And then we come to church, and why isn't the Holy Spirit moving? Maybe He wants to move, but you don't have time. You might even be sitting in church and trying to think of what you got to do the rest of the day. So you're not really even giving God that time. The next time you make need a Facebook post about people needing Jesus, pause and at least pray. It might not hurt to pray, dear Lord, is this something I should post? Or should this is something I type about and delete it? We ask, what's wrong with society today? And I think it might be too much apple. 
It could be too much Android. But the apple makes us think of, of the fruit in the garden where they got kind of things got kind of out of whack. And it's not a direct analogy, but I want you to kind of remember that. Because you think about how much time we spend in the app. How much time we spend gossiping about other people in the app. How much time we spend spend complaining. How much time we're distracted. How many sinful things come right to our phones. Things that used to be hidden and more difficult, they're right there. If at any time we need to maybe take the 10 seconds to say, God help me today to make the right choices. God help me today to be engaged. God help workers to go out. God be with my family. Father be with those people that are in need. Father send out workers. Maybe society would be a little bit different. Maybe our churches would be a little bit different. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe if we gave God some of our tithe, maybe if we gave God some of our talent, and maybe if we gave God some of our finances. That might be an indicator that God is truly Lord of our lives because we're willing to walk with Him day by day, ask for His insights, gain the instruction that He wants to give through Scripture, Gain the compassion and the insights through prayer. There's power in prayer. But don't show up to church. Entitled. Put something into your worship. Worship and service to God is throughout the week, not just during the week. You should come and get rejuvenated, get instructions for how to conduct the rest of the week. But just just take some time for God. Let's pray that God will send laborers. Yes, some people are busy and don't have the time, but we should have the 10 seconds, the 20 seconds, the 30 seconds, maybe a whole minute to pray that God would send workers and laborers into the harvest. We should be moved compassion for that. We should be mindful of the lost around us, and that they need God and not just our earthly wisdom spewed out all over Facebook or Instagram or wherever. They need God. So let's try to do something about the needs in society instead of just complaining about them. Let's do something about the needs of society instead of just pointing the fingers. Let's try to do something, at least in the direction of the lost that need God. Because we know that God can help them. We know that will turn our society around. We talk about scriptures. We talk about the founding fathers. And we're based on a Christian nation. We need to start acting like it. And we start need to give God some priority in our daily lives. And may God help us to do it. So my challenge this week. I dare you to try this. One minute a day. Just one minute a day. Set a timer. Read three verses and pray. One minute a day. Maybe ten seconds a day. But at least pray for five or ten seconds. And maybe read a couple verses. But try to do that each day and let's see what happens. 
Let's see if something different happens. Let's see if God touches in your life. Maybe he'll bring you insights. But let's just not walk around complaining. Let's not just walk around expecting. Let's not walk around being entitled Christians. Let's walk around like Christians, following the scripture, reading his word, praying for others, and having compassion for God. Let's be standing together. Father God, I pray that you would help us this morning to realize that people need the Lord. People need the Lord. And there's a song that says, we are your hands, we are your feet. We need to reach out to the lost. But a minimum, we need to pray. We need to support the church. We need to pray for workers. But we need to be engaged. Father, for fear that we'll even lose our own souls because you ask us to do things. We have temptations. And Father, if we're not in prayer, and if we're not reading our Bible, how easy it will be to be like in the garden. Too much apple. Too much temptation. Broken relationships because of Facebook comments. Undermining the Christian witness by debates between Christians on Facebook. Father, we complain a lot. We point fingers a lot. May we do something that's valuable and not just complain. May we pray for the lost. May we pray for workers. May we financially support the church. May we pray for the pastor. May we pray for the church. May we pray for the country. But Lord, we need the tools to impact our community. We need to be living right. How do we learn if we don't read the Bible? How do we learn if we're not in church? How do we have a communication with you when we won't even pray? We don't even ask for wisdom. We don't even ask your guidance. We just do expect you to clean up and come along and say, please pray for me for this mess that I've made, that God will get me out of it. Lord, help us to wake up May our God, may our idol, not be the cell phone in our pocket. But may we follow you. May you be first. May you be primary. May you be our first love. Lord, help each one hear. Help each one that hears my voice to do something about what you've pricked their heart about today. That they'll find a place of prayer. If they need to come to the altar and pray, that they will come. If they need to find a place of prayer, they'll do it. But I pray to the Father you'd help each one in the sound of my voice and at least spend a minute this week a day reading two or three verses and praying for five or ten seconds. But Lord, wake us up. Move us forward. And help us not to be entitled Christians, but engaged Christians. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.